now tune into Discussions with Dina. Welcome, welcome. I am Dina, and this is Discussions with Dina. I am wishing all of you, in the sound of my voice, peace and blessings. And I hope that this message finds you in the best of health, wealth, and in the best of spirits. My topic of discussion today is a kind of taboo subject, but it's about the sexual deviant behavior within our society. Recently, there have been various topics and conversations all over social media. And it's been in regards to a particular individual, a very popular social media personality. Uh, He goes by the name of Polite. Now, Polite was arrested and he has been um, accused of sexually assaulting a 14-year-old girl. And it is said that this girl just happens to be the daughter of a woman that he was in a relationship with. And I certainly do not personally know Polite, and I don't know all of the circumstances surrounding this case, so I won't make myself judge, juror, or executioner in that matter, because I don't have all of the facts, but I do know that the media have a tendency, they have the ability to make a person a part of public, a court of public opinion. And therefore they can uh, crucify people in, in the public's eye. So I want to be certain that I have a matter of fact judge before I pass judgment in this issue. However, what I will do is speak to some of the the degeneracy that is in our society today that does lead to behaviors like what we are talking about today on social media. Now, there is a lot of sexual predators (laughs) in this society. There's a lot of nonsense that goes on even in our community. And when I say that, I'm talking about the black community in particular. Some stuff we simply overlook or do not fully understand how it can affect others. We don't always understand cause and effect. And as my husband often say, we tend to look at things like this. If it's not affecting us at this very moment, in this period here, now, today, then we don't understand or can't see 
the effect unless it's happening in our face today. So what he says, if there's not a fire under you now, you're like, I don't feel it. It's not harming me, but it is in fact causing harm and that's cause and effect. Sometimes the effect can be years down the line. And today we can all bear witness to the effects of programming and subtle behavior that has happened in the past. It has conditioned us and made us do things a certain way or accept certain things within our society. But we didn't see when the seeds, we didn't acknowledge it when the seeds were being planted or we saw it, but we chose not to say anything. So there are so many things that are affecting our life today that are not necessarily positive things, but they contribute to our existence. And they are not necessarily beneficial to our existence. And why do we allow it? Or why do we approve of it? Why does it exist? Or how did it come into fruition? The fact is, it was those little seeds that were planted much earlier that led to what it is that we see today. Like I said, if we don't see it, it harming us. We think that everything is fine because it's not happening right in our faces. So we cannot fathom the effects. So that's why 5, 10, 20 years, 50 years down the line, we found out, find ourselves asking these questions. How did we get to this point? Or how did we let this happen? And all along, we saw the little red flags and we chose not to do anything to change the course of action. Because usually by the time we recognize the effect, the damage is already done. And again, we just accept it. We just simply accept it. And what's amazing is if anyone chooses to speak out on what we see is happening, we are called troublemakers or problematic. And this is true even in if you are questioning what it is that is occurring. They want you to simply hush and don't speak on it. And this is something, pedophilia is something that um, I find quite disgusting. It's, it's harsh and it's harmful to us as a people, as a society. And it's one of the things that I despise the most. Whenever I see or hear about older men engaging in sex with young women, children or even babies it, it disgusts me to my core there is no other word for it besides disgusting because it reminds me of things that i saw things that um, i am privy to as a child and it reminds me that when i was a child i was harassed sexually by adult men myself and i think most women if they're honest most, not all, can bear witness to this as well. In your mind, when older men um, do this to you, 
it can be upsetting. And I think men don't understand. All women don't like the cat calls. <laughs> All women don't want to be treated simply as a piece of meat, of course. Some women want to be acknowledged that they're beautiful and, and that's on them and that's perfectly fine. But they men have to realize that all women are not OK with that. I know that in this society, it makes attention, getting attention important. And then we have to question how did we get to that point as well? Those little seeds that I was talking about. But it can be upsetting. And it can cause you to question those are some, who are supposed to be in a, I'm talking about older men when you were a child. It makes you question them in their position. They're supposed to protect you. And you start looking at them as dirty old men, nasty. That's what I call them, just nasty. And they are. <laughs> but I reflect often and I can still remember the feeling I had seeing my big, strong uncles. I had uh, three uncles, but two in particular, I just thought were the, they were just the strongest. My Uncle Pete and my Uncle Clarence, I thought they were the biggest and the strongest men in the world. And I, whenever I was in their presence, I had this feeling of peace and I felt protected like no one could harm me whenever I was around them. And in my eyes, these were some big, strong, and no mess taking men. And I knew that they had nothing but love for me. So much so, I can still recall when I was a child and I asked my mother and I couldn't understand after I had watched Roots and a lot of these shows about slavery as my mother was trying to educate us on our history. And I would ask her, how in the world did those white people enslave us? I said, my uncles are so big and they so strong. I said, you had these big, strong black men like my uncle Clarence and my uncle Pete and my uncle Rabbit. And I said, and I asked my mom, <laughs> Why didn't they just fight back? They're so strong. Because in my mind, I thought my Uncle Pete was the biggest man on the planet. And then I thought my um, Uncle Clarence, I thought he was the strongest. And nobody could beat them or harm me if they're around or, or if I'm in their presence, knowing that they're here. And if they were around, I knew nobody was going to touch me because they were the epitome of the black male, <laughs> they were just strong in my mind. Now I would love to spend the night with my uncle Clarence. I would go there on Friday and Saturday nights. I would really enjoy myself. I did it so much <laughs> that my mother used it as punishment for me when I wouldn't do as she instructed me or she felt that I needed to be punished. That was my punishment. You cannot go over your Uncle Clarence. And it worked because I enjoyed those Fridays and Saturdays spending the night with him. So I saw these men as real providers and protectors. And I had a true love for them. And I had no doubt that if anyone tried to harm me, 
in any way, they would be there to protect me. And I like passing on stories about my family that are, that have transitioned to my babies because I don't want them to lose the connection to family. And when I'm long gone, I want this memory to continue. So I tell them about them, even though they're not here. Even though I know there's no real connection to family as it once was back when they were alive, I still tell them because I want them to know who their ancestors were. But I was telling them about my Uncle Clarence who transitioned. He transitioned very young, very unexpectedly. He was in his uh, 30s, very young man when he died. And we were at his house and his brother, who is my Uncle Pete, stayed in another small town. But he came up to the city where we lived and my uncle Clarence lived and he was in an old pickup and he pulled up, immediately jumped out that truck carrying a big sawed off shotgun and said, who killed my brother? Who did it? <laughs> and this was what I expected from him. I mean, of course, that actual event was surprising, but I expected strength and protection from them. And I'm um, wishing them ashe and peace to all of them and may God be pleased with them because these were my uncles and I just looked up to them and I know they didn't take no spit from anyone. So as children, you tend to expect this of people or men that are around you. You expect them to be similar in protecting you because you're familiar with them. So there were people that were in, men that were in our neighborhoods, males. And like I said, you, you assume that I know them, my mom knows them, my family knows them, that these men should also protect us. When you are a child, this is how you think because there's this sense of belonging and there's a, um, a comfort factor there. And it's just what you expect as a child. But I soon found out that really isn't always the case. <laughs> you always think if you anybody's trying to harm you, if you feel fearful of anything, it's somebody you recognize and you should be able to come to them. But that's not always true. And in this case, it wasn't. There were grown men when I was a child. I mean, even when I was a teenager. That would often make these, um, I, I, they call them cat calls. And I would be a child. And at first I didn't understand what was that all about? Because I'm like. I'm eight, I'm 10, 12. What do you see in a child that is sexually appealing? And when you have people that you are familiar with that approach you in that manner, it can lead, it can cause harm because you are destroying their innocence. 
And it causes that child to lose that trust for men and break from the norm, break from that feeling of protection that they should have and are entitled to as children. So it becomes clear to a lot of us that this goes on in our communities and sometimes we just are quiet about it. But we're gonna have to start speaking about this stuff because it is affecting the children around us and it's becoming commonplace. And that's how you destroy a society because we wonder sometimes why the children are very sexually promiscuous or even violent and disrespectful. And I often think somebody has robbed them of their innocence. And I know that there are a lot of people that do that because you do tend to have certain respect for those whom you are familiar with in your neighborhood, your family, friends, and usually they are familiar with your parents. But when they cross the line and look at you as a child, as a beacon for sexual pleasure, instead of seeing you as a innocent child, that is a problem. And adults can scar children for life. And it can often and does lead to psychological and emotional harm. And it can cause trauma in the long term. And I don't make excuses for that kind of behavior. And I don't uphold that kind of behavior because you as an adult, I don't care what you say about how the child looked, what the child said, you are responsible for your behavior. So I don't give people a pass saying the circumstances. I, I, you're the adult and you're expected to remain the adult and behave like the adult. Now, there are a lot of perverts out here and child molesters, but we kind of joke about them sometimes. And we see it. You always knew who that pervert was. You know, there's a pervert. Of course, we got those on the down low. It's a bunch of those. But there was always at least one guy that you knew. He was the open pervert. Everybody knew it. And your mom said, stay away from him. But those were not actually the ones that caused the most harm. It was the ones that were giving you the candy, smiling, and every chance they get, they want to hug you. And it is having an effect on our children today. I think those seeds are coming to, they're growing into the plants today. And, and what we're seeing, what we like to call thought culture or whatever, it's a reflection of what we have allowed to happen in our society. And it happens a lot. And some of us are so screwed up, we blame the child. You blame the child. And they'll say things like, well, she's grown in her ass. She fat. She omish anyway. It's a way of relieving the adult or the sexual predator from his sexual perversion for children and preying on the innocence of a child. And I personally believe that child molesters, pedophiles, and people who harm children in such a manner should have their heads 
separated from their shoulders. That is my personal belief because you cannot rehabilitate a child predator. You just can't. And I would love for someone to prove me wrong. It is not as simple as an alcohol addiction or a drug rehabilitation. It is much worse and it costs the worst damage of all because this injury leaves a scar on the child for life, whether someone uh, admitted or not. It can make them feel devalued, unprotected. It can cause them to feel mental anguish and it can also affect their self-esteem. And we're always hearing about why I couldn't stand a relationship. I couldn't do this. Sometimes that has an effect on your ability to trust and to develop good relationships. So we have to be responsible as parents and caregivers of these children to protect their bodies as well as their minds. Now, there are very, very few women that have not actually suffered sexual abuse at a young age. Very few. And today, unfortunately, I can say the same for the male children. There are even segment, segments of this um, ill society that encourage men to engage in sex with little boys or little girls. This is a sick society. And I just can never, ever understand how any adult can look at a child in a sexual manner. The only reason that it continues is because we have not made examples of these individuals that prey on our children. And this propaganda pushes the agenda even more. Older men seeking um, young women, we love to push that narrative. But those are the little seeds that are being planted every day. Now, I don't have a problem with a fully grown adult man who is 50, 60, or 70 engaging or pursuing a woman that's 40, 50, or 60. But when you get these old men, ooh, and you're in trying to date 17, 18-year-olds, and you're 30, 40, 60, you know, you need to sit your old behind down somewhere. Now, let's be honest. <laughs> Why are you chasing these babies? The only thing you would have in common with them, and that ain't really in common because usually they are only with you so that they can gain something from you, but it's not a love thing for them. And that is the seed that we plant now. We make it about things. Now, you and I know it's strictly about sex. And that is why we have the society, the society that we have today, because no one is willing to speak about the effects it has on the woman or the female long term. It is a sick practice. And I'm seeing in young men this same um, sickness because you are ruining a mindset. You've taken their innocence away. But it is too common today, too accepting. So we start giving and glorifying other lifestyles to sometime cover this filth, this muck. But this society have the nerve to say to women, choose better. 
when they find themselves in situations where older men have approached them and engaged in relationships, sexual relationships that find them impregnated, you'll hear men say, she should have chose better. Well, perhaps you should chose you should have chose a woman and not a child because nine times out of 10, they impregnate these young girls and they leave them with these babies that had they not entered their lives, they could have um, chosen a different course, but they seek out these children and they manipulate and sometimes impregnate them and ruin their chances of even establishing themselves and give them um, burdens that they shouldn't bear as teenagers or young women. And it sometimes stops them from filling their own goals in life. So as a mature man, seek you a mature woman. Don't, don't engage in sex with children. That's sick behavior. Sometimes these babies, they don't even have a chance to learn what womanhood is. They already got babies. And it's not easy for them. That burden, because most of the men do walk away, that burden stays with them and it conditions them and they have to accept usually a certain lifestyle that may have been avoided. Of course you want children, but it could have came at a better time under different circumstances. You've taken away the innocence of that child. And as I've said, I am not against a woman dating a older man if she chooses. I said a woman, not a teenager. You have no business in your 20s trying to date a 60 and an 80 year old. We know what that's about. But this is this is something that we just don't like to discuss, but it happens. So we need to deal with it. Now we are hearing and seeing some men complain about the women on the internet or on social media. They're calling women um, thoughts and bitter. But see, this stuff right here is what leads to this kind of problem that we're dealing with, these situations that we're dealing with. Now, a lot of the men that were in my neighborhood when I was growing up, a lot of them were sexual predators. They were. And they were interested in young girls. So mothers, when you are dating these men, you need to vet them. First thing is you don't bring them around your children. You can be in a relationship with someone and not bring them around your children. That's something that should be taken slowly because a lot of them befriend women today. They know they have daughters and sons today and they want to have sex with those children, but they'll come like they're interested in the mother when they know that it's not their goal. And this is common today. And we have to stop this behavior. We do. And nobody can stop it but us. So we don't have the protectors that we once did in our um, communities. They, there are some, there's no denying that, but we have to get back to letting there be consequences for actions. And that's what we need. Protect your babies. Protect them 
and make sure these sexual deviants are not making them their prey. They are a dime a dozen today. So parents, what I would tell you today, that you have to make your children feel comfortable talking to you about anything. Sometimes we're impatient with them and we have other tasks that we would like to uh, complete, but let them be the priority when they're babies. Take that moment to let them express themselves because sometimes, sometimes if you let them speak and you're not interrupting or disciplining them in the process, they'll tell you some of the goings on. You got to read between the line and I'm sure any parent out there already knows this. Another thing is they don't have to hug other adults. Sometime when I'm in the grocery store with my babies, random people will just come up and start talking and touching. And, and I always tell them, if you don't feel comfortable, let them know. So if they back off or don't want to be touched, leave them be. I tell my babies that all the time. But I don't know why. Some people don't even know you just come touch your baby. <laughs> but there are always red flags. And most of all, do not tell your children that they are lying if they say someone touched them. Even if you question it, don't do it in front of them because you can make them feel uncomfortable. Listen without judgment and you can avoid some of the heartache. And no, children do not have to accept gifts or candy or money from adults. So let Tell the adults to give that to you and let you decide if they should have. Don't hand it to your child. You have to set those ground rules because they are cultivating. That's what predators do. Predators, sexual predators, they like to cultivate your children by giving them gifts so they can seem friendly or kind. No, that's your job. So they need to come to you. You need to let people know. Don't give them gifts without letting me know. Let me decide if they can have it. Now, we don't want to make liars out of our own children by telling them that that didn't happen. You're lying. We don't want to make liars of them because I've heard parents say, now, you know, he didn't do that. You know, he didn't mean that. Or, you know, he might have been drunk. Do not make excuses when they tell you things. Simply listen. You can learn. We have to become more alert and willing to allow our children to express their feeling without punishment and without judging them, just let them speak. I know sometimes they slow, <laughs> they will speak slow and they'll go up the street, around the mountain, down the hill before they get to the point, but just listen. Because there is always cause and effect. And like I said, when the cause, there are seeds that are being dropped. And if we're careful, we can catch some of them before the effect is felt. So we want to prevent molestation of our children. We're going to have to take this serious and avoid this harm that we're seeing. We can avoid some of the pitfalls that are happening today. And we need to hold these sexual deviant beings accountable. But 
I wanted to share some of the um, statistics in regards to um, that various organizations have posted online that um, talk about some of the facts in regards to the more than 42 million survivors. They're calling them survivors of sexual abuse in America, but many are never even reported, unfortunately. But one in three, girl, one in three girls are sexually abused before the age of 18. One in five boys are sexually abused before the age of 18. One in five children are solicited sexually while on the internet before the age of 18. And 30% of sexual abuse is never even reported. Now, 60%, and this is amazing, 60% never tell anyone at all. As a matter of fact, many do not even understand. Some people don't even understand that they are being sexually abused. They think it is just the way it is. And we cannot make this normal or acceptable because we are creating damaged people. And then the statistics go on to say that nearly 70% of all reported sexual assaults, including the assaults on adults, which doesn't make sense to me, occur to children age 17 and under 70%. Come on, people. And then 90% of child sexual abuse victims know their perpetrator. That is true. Approximately 20% of the victims of sexual abuse are age eight or under. That's amazing. So there is a group of people out here that want to engage in sex with your babies. They say that um, 38% of the sexual abusers of boys are females and approximately 20% of the victims of sexual abuse are under age. Now there is worse um, damage that occurs from any person that has been sexually abused, but if they are under the age of six, it can last forever. And the most disturbing fact, it says that a typical pedophile will commit 117 sexual crimes in a lifetime. And that 90%, more than 90% of individuals with a developmental delay or disability will be sexually assaulted at least once in their lifetime. Who is creating these assaulters? Mm -mm -mm. I mean, this is something that we have to be held accountable for because these are very sad statistics. And what does it really say about the adults in this society as a whole if we continue to allow this? Now, when I discussed this issue previously on my Facebook page, there was a sister who responded to me and said that most women are most attractive in their youth and fertile in their youth. And this is attractive to men. And I took it as if it was a way to try to justify their degenerative behavior. I find it upsetting to think I am looking at my child, 
my innocent baby and some pervert is looking at them as well, but in a sexual nature. So I responded to her, these attractive and fertile human beings are babies and innocent children. And anybody that is attracted to that has a mental problem. And we should then, may I suggest separating head from shoulder because these older men come into their lives promising them so much, but you ruin them. How somebody that's not even completely developed mentally, how are you expecting them to deal with something like that? We have to think about the mental stability of our children. And this is why I say, men, we cannot create this thought culture and be a part of it, then sit back and blame it all on the females. We have to be held accountable. And there are some sick women out here that are molesting children as well. And some of these um, low-life women that would have the audacity to say that these women today tell them choose better are these babies that are having babies. How about we make all of our lives better by not allowing pedophilia, child molestation, or any of the sort to be acceptable in our communities? And that goes for the famous people, too, because a lot of people are aware of what um, celebrities do, and R. Kelly in particular, and because they like his name and like his music, they tend to not want to offend him or I'm still going to listen to his music. You do what you want to in your house. But if indeed R. Kelly harmed these women, R. Kelly needs to suffer the same punishment. I am wishing no harm on anyone that is innocent. But if you are found, if it is found that you did any of these things, you need to be held accountable. And I don't care what your title is. It goes for you too. If you molest children, you should receive the harshest and deadliest punishment because you ruin lives. And as I have said before, there is no cure or real rehabilitation for it, but there most certainly is a solution. Now, I want to thank you for joining me today. And if you have not already, be sure to subscribe. And remember, you can listen to Discussions with Dina on YouTube. You can listen to me on Spotify. You can listen to me on Google Play and Apple Podcasts or anywhere and everywhere you listen to your podcast. Like, share, or comment. Let us define and redefine the Black family. It's time to nation build. Kiss your mates, hug your children, and let a relative know you love them. Thank you for listening. And I will see you next time on Discussions with Dina. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for listening. 